we uh, went to the Starbucks roastery. Yeah, it was um, kind of overwhelming. There was a lot going on. Videos, playing. They had a ticky-tacky board. I don't know. The one that like clacks over like in a train station. And it was oh, displaying marketing like messages. Stock ticker they had music. Um, they had people talking. There was a lot going on. And it was very coppery. No, that's a good description. Like it was glowing from the inside almost. And there was a really long line. Yeah, there was a, definitely a long line to get served for coffee. And it felt like a bar. Like, you know, it was, was how much was our coffee? Like $3 or something? Yeah, the coffees were on like three or four bucks, I think. And we had two choices of how we could have it. And uh, a number of choices on the blend. Yes. And that was kind of fun, picking it out. They had a cute little menu that was on like a mini clipboard. But um, you just kind of had to flip through it a lot. So I would recommend they come up with a better option that still fits their style. Because those are going to get ruffled up Well, unless you're thinking of coffee cups. Coffee came in like these. These mugs, I don't know, like kind of big plastic or acrylic or something mugs. Yeah, it was okay. And the coffee was like um, drinkable warm hot, you know, like it was made to drink right then and there. And then I asked for it to go and I did not get a to-go cup. Oh, yeah. But um, there were a lot of people running around behind this little, this bar Furious, like busy bees, like, and it was a Friday night. Yeah, they had a number of espresso machines because people were ordering that. So, uh, is it Friday night? Yeah, and there was, I would say it was like mostly tourists there, big groups of tourists, you know, well, big throngs well, of groups of fives. Well, we and, on our way back from Queen Anne, we may have been Thursday night, even. Yeah, so New Year's Day. Yeah, so it was a holiday. Um, you that's I think though you what you just said is is very very much on point. It's basically just up uh, Pike Street from the uh, Pike Place Market. You know, so uh, if people are in town, uh, you know, tourists visiting the public market, they might hear that there's this new Starbucks location that has some different blends and in fact different mugs. I think I I think they may have had unique mugs. Yes. Just for that store. Because Beautiful they have mugs. those for the one at the public market, right? The the Starbucks down there. Yeah, actually right, the ones the ones at this place were pretty nifty. They were kinda of less touristy and more kind of crafty. But, yeah, like uh, half yeah. dip glazed. Um Yeah. You know, and some really nice everything came on a beautiful wood tray which i really liked i wanted to take that tray and they sold a bigger tray in their little sort of boutique store and there's also the restaurant serious pie which is attached and that contributed to i would say the noisiness because it was new year's day thursday night it was pretty busy and people were talking there and that's a pizza restaurant then now that wasn't as crowded as the coffee area. No. But, and like you know, you're talking about there's two different ways. One of them, I guess, was like a, I don't know, is a is a coffee machine of some sort, I think. And then the other one was the pour over, and that's where they they uh, set it up, where they they set up up with the beans and put the water, 
you know, kind of have it run through on this kind of simple machine kind of thing, like a, like a, not even a machine, more like, you know, cookware, right? Like yeah. Kind of thing. And they have, I think, some of those for sale, right? Yes. And we've been going uh, to this place called Roy Street Coffee that's down, uh, because this place, this Starbucks roastery that we've been talking about is uh, like on First Hill, like just over the highway from downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go down that street and then you turn left on Broadway and then you go down to Broadway and Roy, there's that place, Roy Street Coffee, they do, they do the pour over, they have the different blends. It's a very similar experience, right? And we noticed there's a sign that said inspired by Starbucks or something like that. So I, we were wondering what the relationship was between those, like, you know. Uh, well, since I use the word experience to describe this, like, whoa, I would say that the the similar experience, yes, is in the coffee, but that's about it. Roy Street's yes. very dark. It's very moody. Uh-huh. It's very, um, like, I don't know. Like, the, one of the guys, one of the guys behind the counter at, at the Starbucks place had his big old mustache, and they're all wearing these, like, Matching. You're talking about the Starbucks roastery. Yes. Yeah, they all have these like matching aprons and everything. And then at Roy Street, they're very like, wear what you want. There's no uniforms. We're a cool like neighborhood coffee shop. We've got big drapes and lots of little hideaways and, you know, big community tables. And it's like, come get your really nice coffee, but don't make a big deal about it. Whereas the roastery, you know, being in First Hill and so close to downtown is a showpiece. It's, I mean, there are Starbucks fans. That is one thing I've learned living in Seattle. There are people who are just fanatical about it. Yeah, and um, I think uh, there are a lot of different places to get Starbucks in Seattle. It's certainly a company town. And while there's a lot of other coffee places like... uh, like we go to Herkimer on Greenwood. There's there's a number of really good uh, smaller coffee places, uh, but Starbucks is still popular. And uh, it, it, Starbucks uh, is available in a, at a lot of different places, right? I mean, one one of the ones that uh, <laughs> that, that comes up is uh, is the, is in grocery stores. There's there they might be in a Safeway. You might find them at a QFC. It, you know, depends on the area maybe, but but there there are starbucks at grocery stores now they're kind of starbucks minis or something like that and they're not they're i would say they're different than the ones that are attached at the edge of a of of a store like target even like like these ones i'm talking about i've seen i've i've seen it in a mall before but mostly you see this this design specific design right that, and you see it mostly in grocery stores, like, like a lot of like bigger grocery stores out here in the Northwest. Like, so um, it, it it's a rectangular shaped design. Yes. And you kind of described it as sort of a pen. Yes. It's like they're like caged animals. I mean, they're jammed next to like the shopping carts and the flowers and the right when everybody comes in and... You know, people are like, ah, Starbucks, yeah, I have to go grocery shopping, I hate grocery shopping, oh, let me get caffeinated. So people are crazy, and these people behind this little pen, you know, 
um, they kind of get crazy in their stubbornness. And I'm glad you you brought up the mall because the mall is even worse. The the only saving grace for the mall because they're they kind of get hit in all ends. They put them in like these little islands. They usually have a couple people working and facilitating. I feel like the um, the grocery stores you usually have like one person there, maybe two if you're lucky, you know. Um, but yeah, so we keep searching for Starbucks around the city and then we see that it's in a grocery store and I made a comment that I was like, I think it was just like, I just didn't want to deal with like somebody's like penned in Starbucks. I've been doing this all day energy. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to go like a more open uh, Starbucks where there's yeah. like a new shift change or something. Um, not like Sally who's been there since 7am. Yeah. And they have the ones that are drive through only. They have, we yeah. actually saw one of those. I think it was a, down on the south side of the city. I had to go to the bathroom and we thought, oh, we we'll just use that one. Pull away. And it's just a little shipping container, and then basically. There's that one tucked in on Aurora. You would think on Aurora it would be like a drive through, and there are ones, I think there is one at a different point, but sort of near us, but you know, several blocks west of where we are on Aurora Street, there's the Starbucks that's on the back side of the mall, like next to that Qdoba there. And so that one's just a, like a cafe one just tucked in. So it's, it's, it's a pretty wide diversity of, uh, of, of stores. Did, did you have um, a DJ app that you wanted to talk about? Yes, but I don't have my iPad. Where, um, it's somewhere in the apartment, right? Yes. All right, we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, did you want me to play music right away? Uh, no, just just explain what you're gonna okay. play or whatever. Okay, so there's this new GJ app. Well, it's new to me. It was on the best of 2014. I think it's a good time to go check out the app store and see kind of what are the top apps. Um, I have a lot of them, yeah. But uh, this one I didn't have, and I believe it was free, which I always like. But it's a DJ app. It's called Pacemaker, which is kind of a odd um, name for a DJ app. But um, what I like is that you can tap and you just have two um, records or music going um, at you know different times. You can sync their beats. You can play one, pause one. You have a little slider to... Um, you know, move from one record to the next, you know, or kind of keep it even. But you can load tracks from Spotify and all different oh, kinds of places. that's a great feature. I've seen that's fine. That finally uh, came through on the app called uh, DJ app. Uh, it, uh, but like, it's so cool that other apps are doing that too. Yeah. So here, I'll play a little something. can record cool. though I haven't figured out yet where the recordings go and um, how to do like multiple songs and how yeah. to pause gracefully I wonder, so <laughs> I wonder if it works with the audio bus app or maybe you have to get the tracks through uh, 
iTunes on the desktop. Yeah, so you can do iTunes, you can do Spotify, and then there's Mixes, um, which I think maybe are the ones that I made. So you can actually make your own mix and then mix it again, which is kind of cool. I think, anyway, from what I just kind of see here. Very cool. And then they also have, like, um, some recommended ones. So it's kind of nice. Like, they recommend songs that will work well in DJing together. You know, sometimes you, like, half the battles, you're like, oh, I only have a bunch of Oasis stuff, and it sounds really weird with my nine-inch nails. <laughs> yeah, beat matching, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's just complicated. So that is called Pacemaker. Cool, thank you. Yeah. And you're listening to the djmcloud.com slash 64 podcast with me, Dan McKeown, and with Jessica. Hi. You can find her website at <laughs> jessica.sf3am.com. You can find my website at pacificpelican.us. in our ongoing discussion of fedoras. Ooh, do tell. Okay, so uh, the uh, notorious troll website Kickstarter uh, hosted a hosted a product called in quote, I put this in scare quotes Le Grand Hat um, and the link in the show notes, which you can find <clears throat> at djmcloud.com slash 64, uh, and look for podcast 142. The link will, uh, be to your Kickstarter sucks, the Tumblr that has links to really terrible Kickstarters. Uh, but from there you can click through to the Kickstarter. It's, uh, I think it's already come and gone and I think it's been approved. It has, yeah. Mm. Uh so I'm not gonna I'm not helping promote it here really by mentioning it. It's already come and gone. But it uh let me let me just go let you have a look at what the hat proposes to be. A hybrid between the baseball cap and the top hat. What is your reaction to it? Oh no, I just, oh, I don't get, I don't get it. It's, uh, it's very tall. <laughs> yeah, they have some, uh, here, here's an, here's someone wearing it backwards. I'm going to get started, babe. It looks like you have big hair. I guess if you have a lot of hair, it would be great. Uh. How much hair? Hmm. I mean, you have... Like a... 
a lot of hair. Reasonably long hair. You, you could wear, wear a, a bun and then just put your head over it. I'm liking this hat more and more. Okay. story about the kid was a two-year-old that shot a woman um, uh, apparently the, the woman being his his own mother at, at a Walmart in Idaho yeah I mean why did she have her gun going to Walmart the United States is based on guns that's true uh, like uh, she, the kid managed to get it out of her purse or pocket or something like that. Yeah, I think it was in her purse. Yeah, and okay, so um, so there, the, uh, there's another story about um, a 16 year old in this case in Texas who, uh, I guess, I mean, you know how you know uh, kids aren't allowed to buy alcohol at stores and they ask for ID. Uh, like sometimes maybe people will hang out in front of stores and ask, uh, older people to buy for them. Yeah. Well, I, this kid may have been doing something like that. And a guy said no. Anyway, or I'm not sure, you know, just some insane times I saw, but apparently the guy said no. So the kid, the kid ran him down with his car. <gasps> wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Did you ever have anybody buy you alcohol before um, when you were underage? I don't uh, think. Well, I mean, yeah, like they, there were like uh, uh, students who were like juniors that would buy for us when we were freshmen in, in the dorms. Yeah. We had a guy steal some alcohol for us and he got caught at a grocery store. It's not good. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> It's so stupid, and you know. But then I guess if you don't, you run the risk of being run over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, I mean, the the kid uh, was uh, apparent possibly going to be charged with murder in uh, in juvenile court. story about ETFs uh, I don't know uh, it's kind of I'm not sure if it's a uh, very interesting topic but uh, you know uh, ETFs like exchange traded funds they uh, they become pretty popular right like people will invest in uh, funds uh, like um, from companies like BlackRock uh, that make um, 
funds that are that reflect uh, sometimes like uh, passively managed funds they just try to reflect the uh, movement of the S&P 500 for example like mm-hmm. the one that's uh, there's one like that there's one that you know tries to reflect the Russell 2000 you know there's different um, indices and those things I have to declare every day what their holdings are the ETFs Okay. The mutual funds only have to declare their holdings every quarter. Wow. Think about those, right? Those are like alternatives to investment to other people. So uh, one of the things ETFs want is, like, of course, like, they are lobbying for, you know, having to report less and be able to do more, like, just didn't report every once in a while, like, uh, you know, do more trading and then report it later, like uh, mutual funds do, and report every quarter. And But, like, you know, for now, that isn't, you know, that has, I think, you know, not being approved because... I guess they're, they're, they they seem to think that that's, you know, part of the deal with being an ETF. And maybe that's fair enough. But, you know, ETFs have become really popular. And I'm, I'm sure, like, maybe if they were called something else, maybe there could be a space for them that are, like, managed like mutual funds but still trade like stocks. Yeah. So you uh, told me something about like how Mark Zuckerberg is a book club now, or not really officially, but I guess every year he does a personal challenge, and this year he's gonna read books from different cultures and learning about different things, and. He posted that, and then it sort of turned into this phenomenon of, well, people want to read along, and can you post the book list? And now it's like the world's biggest book club. And, you know, simply for who he is, he's now becoming pretty influential. Um, And every book that he reads will, you know, be a boon for the author. Oh, yeah, right. I bet it would up their sales. Oprah Um, style. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just found it funny how people were requesting all these things and demanding all these things of him when he was simply just sharing his personal challenge. People, people love thought leaders. Like, people, that's, a lot of people that style themselves thinkers still like to be, they like to be thought-led. Well, it's more just, like, because it's on Facebook and every time he posts something, people feel free to, like, give their comments. Mm. Now they're saying, well, yeah, that's a good personal challenge, but it would be better if you gave us all the books you're reading beforehand and, you know, you really thought about other people in in the world and how it takes three weeks for them to get a book. And, you know, Mm. and it's like maybe you should create a page. And I guess he created a page for it or something, too. Um, and, oh, and he's reading a new book every two weeks, so people are like, oh, that's too, that's too much, I can't read a book, and I kind of want to be like, nobody invited you to read these books, like, the internet just sort of created this furry, fury, furry, fury storm (laughs) around him, and I just thought that was really sort of scary, because it's Mark Zuckerberg, like, now he's going to infiltrate into literature oh 
And the other thing he said, I just find this guy like kind of pretentious. He's like, I'm going to consume books as my media this year because basically books are better. Um, that's pretty much what he was saying, I think, anyway. Um, this whole, like, I don't know. There's People love fucking books, like printed-ass books. Like, is he going to buy actual hardbound books? Whatever. People think, oh, research goes into books. And here's the thing. Books are outdated a lot of the times if they're actually published in a printed form because it takes so long to print uh, those I, damn books. I think you're right. Well, I, I think it's very slow. I, I um, listened to a podcast called The Co-Main Event. I've played it for you a few times. They talk about MMA, but like I just think they do a good job with the podcast. Anyway, one of the guys announced last year that he had a book that would be coming out with a major publishing house in 2016. Yeah. So you have a whole year for the book to sit, and I don't mean this in a bad way necessarily, but like sit in age sort of. Like, isn't the moment, do you know what I mean? Like, aren't we in an age where change is happening faster yes. than it ever has before? Yes. So a whole year where it, it is basically done or in galleys or whatever, and it's just sitting there where, where for self-publishing, you can just pull, you know, um, the uh, switch and... Uh, put it online you know what i mean as long as it, you got your formatting right i mean you can put it yeah right there. so i think everybody on facebook should just hold off on posting and go write a fucking book this year 2015 the year of the book and uh not give any content to mr zuckerberg he's gonna be too busy reading these damn books anyway Oh, but it's like, I like where you're going with this. I like where you're like, going with this. Like, yeah, just, avoid the superficial media of 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 social media. You know, the superficial experience of social media, and immerse yourself in a book. I agree. Which is what I'm, he created. I, you know, it's but, just like but, I mean, he doesn't. Nobody sits wow. there with him in council and says, "Do you see the irony in this?" I just had one more entry in the show notes. It was uh, about a uh, email app. There are a number of alternatives in uh, the uh, iOS platform, uh, but specifically, I was looking for one that uh, works on iPad. You, you know, at least is. Uh, is designed to work on both or on iPad because of course the trend I guess is pretty much toward apps that work on both or iPhone first uh, but uh, I found an app called Cloud Magic which I like uh, I have my Gmail account plugged in but it looks like it allows Google Apps and a number of other types of uh, email accounts and it's uh, a pretty cool client and this has been recorded on uh, January 6, 2015. You can find the homepage at djmcloud.com. Cloud Magic sort of has like the layout that's uh, like a lot of iPad apps has like a left sidebar column and then has the content in the right. Uh, if you swipe, 
uh, over to the right uh, a certain way, then you get a kind of another menu. So it becomes a three-tiered uh, uh, menu, uh, or like, you know, kind of uh, two sidebars on the left. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, when you're on the actual entries for emails, uh, you can swipe uh, to the left and it'll allow you to archive or uh, delete. Uh, and so it has a somewhat similar work workflow to the uh, Gmail app and to Mailbox, but the, uh, the actual buttons and swipes are a little bit different. It's pretty cool overall. Uh, it has a, uh, a way to send files uh, it, that uh, managed to work. I sent a copy of the show notes to Jessica with it. It said sent by Cloud Magic. That seemed to work in HTML format.